Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And on this Wednesday morning, good morning. Joe Cameron, John Rich, it is... 94 WIP. So Joel got injured last night. I guess it was about uh, 10 hours ago or so. Um, obviously, we still await the news of how bad it is. Let's listen to what Nick Nurse said after the game because everyone just wants to know, you know, status report, what's going on. And he had some answers, but not, you know, not the full shebang. Here's what Nick Nurse said after the game. Do you have anything you can share with us on Joel and his, his knee right now? Yeah. So, um... He uh, obviously got landed on, uh, so they're going to do an MRI tonight or tomorrow. Um, it's kind of unrelated to what's been bothering him. Um, so we just wait on that. We obviously await to, to find out whether it's today or tomorrow, you know, what the outcome of this will be and the how positive, long he'll be out. The positive is that it's unrelated to what's been bothering him, according to Nick. Now, you brought up something earlier. Would it have been injured, right? You know, being fallen on had it not been injured previously, or or put another way, whatever injury he's now going to have from this is the new injury going to be worse? Yeah, because of the because old because of the existing. Yeah, maybe, injury. maybe not. Don't because know because there was a chronic thing. There is the acute injury worse yeah. because of that. Not a good situation. So we'll see where that goes. I mean, obviously the key is you got to have Embiid for the playoffs. I mean, you got to. And, look, chances are you will. I mean, do I think he's going to be out for the year? Probably not. But, I mean, as we sit here today, do I know? No, there's no way to know. I mean, if I had a guess, and it's such a guess, he'd probably be out for anywhere between two weeks and Come two, back two right months. before the All-Star game and then play in it. Well, we'll say. I, I tend to think it, it won't be related, but we'll say. Let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Let's get to Rob. He's calling from Delco right now. Hi, Rob. Rob, what's going on, buddy? All right, Rob, not ready to roll. Real Let's... quick before I forget, Tom yeah. from having to call back. His answer was a grown man in a bathtub. For what doesn't For what? Oh, for the nice. side topic. He got cut <laughs> off. He didn't work. get to give his answer. <laughs> that's a strong answer. For President Taft, that's <laughs> true. That's pretty solid. <laughs> President Taft got stuck in his bathtub. They had to, yeah, they had to get him out, right? I saw an incredible yeah. bathtub yesterday, and I don't know where this was. Uh, it was suspended from both sides of I the saw room. It too. I saw it, too. Where, yeah. did, I, where did we Social see Social media. It was on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, I saw okay. it, too. Where it has the drain in the middle that yeah. drains into a bunch of rocks. Water trips out. It's is beautiful. this something that you would – so you thought it was beautiful. This well, is yeah. Something, was is this, this something – why was there an image of a bathtub going around on social media? I don't know. I don't it was just like a cool – it was a cool-looking bathtub. But it was a great yeah. bathtub. Okay. Yeah, if you want to buy it for me, John, sure. I have yeah. no idea what that would even run. How do you well, get in it? A pretty penny. You gotta, That's a good question. I don't know. You might have needed a ladder. Yeah. It was like no, up, no, it was suspended yeah. in the air. No, I, I didn't see it, but it was pretty cool. It's a great idea. All right, yeah. let's go to Jim in Philly. Jim, you're on WIP. 
Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Bet, um, appreciate it. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, is Roof still there? I'm here. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say when I was a little kid, I had the privilege of uh, taking a Tom's baseball card up to a restaurant. There used to be a restaurant on Lehigh Avenue called the Town Restaurant down the street from Connie Mack. Wow. And he was nice enough to give me his autograph and Tony Taylor. Now, I really didn't understand him too much get my drift, but because of the language barrier. But uh, huh? got to brush up. You got to brush up on your Spanish, then, there, my, Jim. My dad's yeah, English was yeah, excellent. Yeah, my dad's English was excellent. I don't know where you're going with that, uh, but you know, I, I, maybe it was Tony was there. Tony okay. was with him. Yeah, but um, yeah, he was very, very cool to me. And I, I was he number twenty. He was indeed. Yeah, they retired 20, his number. Eight. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, so like, That's yeah. a great line. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome line. I like it. Took me a couple seconds. Drop of the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good one in there. <laughs> anyway, all right, so football question. So the way this thing is set up. I mean, we all know what the problem is, the blitz pickup and things like that. Well, that's part so, of it. That's part of it. Well, it's a major part of it, seven games in a row there, and they can't pick it up. Now, when they get to camp, are they going to be able to just – who's going to be able to pull the trigger and just say, send everybody against him? Because my fear is if Jalen isn't on their center, maybe they put the new guy in motion, the new coach has somebody in motion. I don't want it to see them have to all of a sudden – and what, what if he has a problem with it? We're gonna have to drop. We're gonna have to draft a quarterback the following year. No, Jim. Uh, they're going to teach this offense to deal with blitzes differently than they've been dealing with them the last few years, and it's going to be a more dependable way to do it. Uh, the the traditional way, the way that's worked for you know 35 years in the West Coast offense, 40 years, however long it's been. And I do think it'll work better. Jim, they're going to clearly improve on it. There's no question about that. But your assertion that they might draft a quarterback, yeah, they might in the next two to I three years. I don't want them to have to draft a quarterback. That's my point. But like what Ross just said, they got to get a backup quarterback that's, you know, a little bit better than what we have. Yeah, but the main thing is they got to get the starter to play great because he, he has before and he didn't this year for a good stretch. Jim, give me an answer. What did not fit? Ah, uh, the turf at the vet. Oh, that's an interesting answer. Yeah, Certainly buddy. ended that one Bears player's career. Wendell Davis. That was brutal. Both All of right. them. Um, Ross, let me ask you this question. Lori and Howie, truth serum is pumped into their body. They, this is like Jim Carrey and uh, Liar Liar. They, they can do nothing but tell the <laughs> truth. Okay? What a funny thought. I've got Lori and Howie in front of me, and they're not allowed to plead the fifth, and they got to answer the question. And I tell Lori and Howie, hey, Jeff, hey, Howie, what do you really think of Jalen's future with the Eagles? What do you think their answer is? And, and, and how concerned are you by what we saw this year on and off the field? What's their answer? I think that they would say that they are still extremely bullish on Jalen because he's played over a year and a half of really good football and they really like who he is as a person. I think that the way the season ended, I'm sure most of that they're putting on the coaching staff, but I think the way the season ended, I think there's probably a little bit of concern about him against the Blitz, and also 
Joe, you and I have talked about it. We saw it a lot this postseason, right? Like, you watch Josh Allen running around out there. You watch Lamar Jackson running around out there. I think that they probably are curious as to whether or not it was the knee bothering him that made Hurts not as explosive as he was, or if maybe he's just not going to be as explosive as he was the first couple years. And that's fine. You know, like you can still win with that, and they they can just know that. But I think think those are the two concerns they have. And also, let's be honest, I mean, they were just recently – kind of shell-shocked by what happened with Wentz. So it would be it – w- it would go against human nature for them to not be a little bit nervous that, uh-oh, yep. like hopefully this didn't happen again. I, I, I think the big key, though, is I – mean, I don't know how they felt about Wentz as a person, but I do believe that they feel so good about Hurts as a person that they're not concerned that – this could be another Wentz situation. And by the way, like, Hurts, I thought, played better this past year than I thought Wentz did in 2018 or 2019. But it is th- – there are some real weird similarities. There are. 17, Wentz could have been the MVP. Last year, or 2022, Hurts could have been the MVP. The next year, they have still did some positive things, but they weren't quite as good, and they didn't go as far, and they got banged up. And there were coaching potential issues. It, it, it is interesting to see. To and after the, the contract. And, and it's exactly yep. a five-year later, right, right after the contract, and yep. it's exactly like a five-year later timeline. Hey, Ross, uh, Doug Nussmeyer, uh, a guy that you know, we don't know him from Adam, but uh, mentioned in the quarterback coach search, he's close with Kellen Moore. He was out there with the Chargers. How important is the quarterback coach to straightening Jalen out? How much do you know about this guy? Uh, and how important is it that Jalen likes the quarterback coach? Because I kind of felt like that was part of the problem last year. You know, with the familiarity that, that Jalen had with, the, with Brian Johnson, it did, did that end up biting us in the end? And did the Eagles need to factor that into this search? So I always wonder – like, first of all, I, I really dislike commenting on personal relationships that I have no knowledge of, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know what the dynamic was like between Brian Johnson and Hertz or Alex Tanny and Hertz. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it's interesting if you're really close with someone, like, I don't know, did Brian Johnson have the tough conversations with Hertz or did he not? You know, if you're really close with someone, you'd think that they would, but I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I can tell you, I think position coaches are way, way more important than people realize. I had nine offensive line coaches in the NFL guys. There was a wide spectrum between the good ones and the bad ones. One of the examples I give is 2003. Okay. I'm playing for the Buffalo bills. Our running backs are Travis Henry and Willis McGahee. They were not good in blitz pickup. They did they they very frequently did not know who they were supposed to block. Uh-huh. The next year we got a new running backs coach, Eric Studisville, and guys, they were on it. I mean, they were on, I don't remember them messing up all year. So I say that to say position coaches 
matter a lot. Quarterback coach is a little bit different because a lot of times the offensive coordinator is in that room a lot of times anyway because he's a quarterback guy. In other words, quarterback coach matters, but Kellen Moore is probably going to be sitting in on all those meetings anyway. The Nussmeyer guy is like a lot of these guys, which, by the way, is why I am stunned that Ben Johnson from the Lions didn't take a head coaching job because just as good as you're the hot guy, you can real quick no longer be the hot coordinator that everybody wants to hire. I'm shocked that guy didn't want to take one of these jobs because I remember whether it was – I think it was college, John. Nussmeyer was like the hot guy – in college, like LSU and Michigan. Everybody wanted Nussmeyer to be their OC. And then I haven't heard as much about him in the last couple of years. Now, mm-hmm. I will say this. He also had a son who was like a top 100 player in the country. That helps, too, when you're in college. 215-592-9494. Let's also get to today's Twitter poll question of the day, which is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance and major repairs. Armin Chevrolet's service team is there to help. Certified service. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, John, how do you think people assess this question on Twitter, how they voted? Was the criticism of Joel Embiid for not playing versus Jokic in Denver a couple days ago unfair, yes or no? Yeah, I'm going to say 80% say it was unfair. 66 do. Oh, jeez. 66%. So you think 34% just don't want to admit it, or think they, they think they're right? Like, they actually think they're right? And the guy got out there last night was clearly banged up. No doubt. I mean, I'm talking before he, he then got struggling truly, hard. truly injured during the game. All right, let's get to. It uh, should change the way you view that whole crazy, you know, up I agree. in, of course up in Denver thing. 100% it should change how they yeah. view it. I mean, he didn't, he didn't look right yes. early last night, yes. obviously. Let's get to the sledgehammer, Mark in Collegeville. Hi, Sledgy. What's up, Joe? How you doing, pal? Good, dude. What's up, Richie? Sledgler. So, uh, how are you feeling with the uh, fresh new haircut there? Fresh, fresh. Yeah, I feel I feel really good. It's it's way better, and I feel like people respect me. More. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I do respect you more, That's John. True. I saw the pictures yesterday. It's so much better. It's not even funny. I know. I and like I, you. And, I like and you and more. I've known now. you for a long time, <laughs> and I have more respect for you. It's now. pretty yeah. wild that Thanks. not one person has been like, "Oh, I kind of like the long hair." Like every single person is like, "It's so yeah. much better." I mean, John, how does it? In all sincerity, Sledge. In all sincerity, John, how does it feel knowing you had hair for that long? That everybody hated. We're talking about several really years. Yeah. And they disliked the way I looked. That's uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I look better now. All right, Sledge, go ahead, buddy. So, Rube, I have a quick question for you uh, regarding Reese Hoskins. Now that he's gone, he's a brewer, uh, how do you go about replacing? I, I understand the defense wasn't exactly the greatest, but how do you go about replacing? The offense, the the production that he gave with his bat uh, in the lineup now that now that you're not going to have it. I just think that they're they made it a, a, a conscious decision that they feel like their offense is good enough, and then they they sort of you know let, let's put our resources into defense and and pitching. And listen, I'm all about defense and pitching. I know that their offense is going to be a good one. I know it's going to be better this year if they stay healthy because you're going to have a full season of Harper full season of Turner, who basically played like an MVP at the second half of the year, um, offensively at least. Um, I, I don't know if there's a replacement, and there was. I mean, listen, they they missed 
Reese Hoskins last year because yeah. Castellanos went south at the wrong time. Um, he had a nice, you know, maybe one or one and a half or two month stretch where he, you know, made the All Star team and and was very productive. But I also think that there's going to be a better Castellanos out there and uh, and a little bit more consistent. So I think they're banking on the fact that some of these guys will get better, including Stott and Bohm. And uh, and they're you know, it's not necessarily about replacing the offense; it's about making their team overall better. And I think that. Uh, I think that they feel like they're going to be okay as Sledge, far as the offense. Let me tell you something. That was we could have applied this, whether it'll work or not. We could have applied this to what the Red Sox did in '04 when they traded Nomar, which was a shocking move at the time. I mean, Nomar was a top ten player in baseball, and the reality is they weren't trying to replace his offense with who they acquired. They were trying to play baseball differently with better defense, and they damn well did. And they won the World Series with a collection of like three or four guys they got back. And the same thing they Including did with Bobby Mankiewicz. Yeah, the same thing they did with Bobby Abreu. And we, what we did with Bobby Abreu, right. great offensive player. Just We just needed you know, other guys to get opportunities. And yep. one was Victorino, and the other one was Jason Wirth, and we were a better team. Yep. And Sledge, in a, in a salary world, and not salary cap, but in a salary world, you know, it could be part of how they actually keep Wheeler instead of lose Wheeler if you, if you stick with Rojas. And then apply money that Reese otherwise would have gotten that gets to get paid to Wheeler and hopefully have him for the next three to five years. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up. I am glad we'll be able to keep Wheels around for a little bit. But that also leads me to one other question. What? Now, now that Kimbrell is gone, what do you think they're going to do as far as relievers and the closer? Do you think Alvarado, um, Jose Alvarado is going to be? All right, Sledge, we're going to get to that in one sec. Give me who or what didn't fit. You can win four Flyers tickets. What do you got? Who or what didn't fit your excessive celebration when you win and beat the hammer? The hammer! Get out of here. Give me that answer. I rove the bullpen. Yeah, it's an issue. So you got three current options in-house to be the closer. They could still sign someone, but you got Kirkery, you got Alvarado, you got Sir Anthony. Who do you think has the lead for closing? Well, I think Alvarado's the lead. Um, but I think, you know, the way they're set up right now, I think it's going to be another one of those situations where Rob Thompson's going to go with the right matchup, which, you know, where I don't think he has a ninth-inning guy, um, and they sort of operated that way the last couple of years and had some success with it. They didn't finish it off, but um, I would love to have, a, like, an everyday, you know, I mean, lockdown closer that's just not the way of the world in these this day and age. I do think that they held back a little bit more financially and with some of the resources that they have with some of their um, talent down below to wait to see really what their biggest needs are as they move through the season. Like, there's an assessment period that goes on from, like, May through July yep. that you like, hey, some guys go down, um, you know, you, you've, you find out what your where your holes are, and I think they've left themselves some some room to do what they need to do once that, uh, that period ends. Do you agree with my... Opinion, Ruben. I've said it a bunch that the third wild card gives you a lot more leeway to experiment. I think it does, and I gives. I think it gives you some time, and I do believe that this is a contending team. Totally, and that, and, yeah. and uh, as we've seen, it doesn't matter whether you you know whether you're a wild card or whether you win the division. I'm sure that they want to win the division. It's tough to win it with a team like Atlanta sitting in it um, every single year because they've been great the last six years. But hey. You just got to get in, and if you get in, you have a chance. And if you give yourself a chance every yeah. year, and you're in and you're out, then then that's that's really the goal. Now right, let's go to Mark in Delaware. Hi, Mark. Yo, what's going on, Joe? To one of the few people that root for you, I think they should put your little baby shoes on that you probably have on right now on <laughs> flat. 
That's what I think they should do. So let me tell you this, Mark. I have my baby shoes. I told John earlier, my bookshelf is the epicenter of my apartment. My baby shoes are displayed on my bookshelf in my apartment. Are they like bronzed baby shoes? So no. sometimes people do that. No. You actually have the, yeah. the shoe. It's like a little leather shoe. It's a tiny little thing, so it fits I on the shelf. I think I might have some of those around somewhere, too. John, you got to see I my apartment. a lot of people might have those little shoes yeah. from when they were babies. I mean, I wouldn't think many do, but my mom oh, saved really? them, and some number I of years ago I took them. I had corrective shoes. Maybe that's why I have them. <laughs> okay, well. I had, like, there was something wrong where my feet were <laughs> turning in on each other, and I had to wear the special ones. Wow. Like Forrest Gump. Okay, all right. Well, Except, the good news Wait, is, Forrest Joe, Gump, was he polio? I, I think he might have been. I don't think so. Yeah, remember that he had the braces? He had the braces. A little yeah. Yeah. I'm not oh, sure if it was polio right. or not. Yeah, I think, right. was, I think it might have been. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie, that movie yeah. in a very long time. Well, I don't remember right. that. All right, Mark, go ahead. I thought it was like scoliosis I, no, or one I of those things. I was just going to say, the good news is you can jump right into those shoes if you can't find your shoes. <laughs> so that's, that's what you there. I wanted to talk about uh, Moore and the reason, the main reason I think he's a really good choice. Hopefully they will let him run his offense. I think you're going to see a different variance. I think you will see him under center. He's going to force him to do some rollouts, and these are things I think could be excellent with Jalen Hurts' talent. And as he gets older, next couple of years, he is probably going to run less. So I think this is a really good fit if they let him run his offense, if the plays aren't going to be called by, you know, upstairs, which I think is actually ridiculous. I don't think. Howie yeah, I was I was joking involved. earlier when I said that. I, yeah, I no, was no, I, I know you were. I'm just yeah. saying a lot of people in this area think that they're involved in the actual game plan. I don't think they are. They're definitely, you know, collaborative, which, as Ruben has stated, is a good thing. But um, but I will say know, this, Mark. I think they're very involved in the style of play that they want to play and, therefore, the type of coach that they hire. Oh, Does absolutely. Anyone... And that's probably why they hired him. Because that's right. He is very pass-happy, but I do yeah. think if you look at what he did with Dak, as was mentioned earlier on the show, with some designed rollouts under center play action, and we all know the only way you're good at play action is if you run the ball. So he does run the ball, but he likes the pass. Well, no, a lot he more. doesn't. The problem is he doesn't thing. run it enough, and, and they, those play actions won't have enough bite unless he runs it more. I Is anyone else bothered by the fact that Dak talked this year about how Mike McCarthy is the one who opened his eyes. Yes, I'm great offense. Yes, what do you expect Dak to say? I, the, 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 I guy, the other guy's gone. McCarthy's calling play. Oh, how is it with Coach McCarthy calling plays? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, but, but what do you James, expect him to say? But I'm bothered that Dallas fired him, and now the Eagles have hired him. Like that does give me some cause for pause. Yeah. It hey, doesn't Joe, for you? you? No, McCarthy, McCarthy wanted to call plays. They gave yeah, McCarthy you know, the power you, to call plays. Do you know why McCarthy wanted to call plays? Because he, he has an ego. Like no, most you thought coaches. the other guy wasn't doing it good enough. I don't know, man. Yeah. The numbers right. don't really bear that out. Mark, give me an answer. What did not fit? All right, before that, here's my response to McCarthy. The Cowboys suck. <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> what didn't fit? Yeah. What didn't fit, and I think it was a great one-liner when they asked Asante Samuel, if he knew who the defensive new defensive coordinator was in Juan Castillo, and he just simply said the offensive line guy, wow. Juan Castillo was not a good. Thing. That could win. That's wow. that's a really good answer. Very good answer. That could win. Speaking of answers, Ross, let's get an answer from you. An early look at Super Bowl Fifty Eight, KC and San Fran rematch from about four or five years ago. What are your early thoughts on the game? Yeah, I I talked about this um, yesterday, Joe, on on my betting podcast. I, I, it's called Even Money. I have no idea why the 49ers are the favorites in this game. Absolutely none. Totally agree with you. I mean, if you watched – 
the Chiefs in the three playoff games against the Dolphins, then on the road at Buffalo, who had been, who had won what seven games in a row at that point, and on the road at Baltimore, who I think was the best team in the NFL this year, the Chiefs were the better team in all three of those teams. The Niners, I can give you six plays off the top of my head that if they went the other way, the Packers would have beat them two weeks ago. And then the Lions, guys, I've never – I mean, I, I've never seen a meltdown like that. I've never seen a team just kind of pee down their leg. The drops, the fumbles, <laughs> I mean, that was brutal. Yeah. I don't think the Niners were the better team in either one of their games. And now you're going to a Super Bowl that the, fa- the Niners are favored by two points. So you're saying it's going to be a close game late. So you're taking Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy in a close game late over Andy No, Christian Reed McCaffrey. Mahomes? I'm taking Christian McCaffrey in the run game. Oh, my god! I got Chiefs all the way, man. Tiny the, little the Ravens, Chiefs The Ravens weren't able like to run McCaffrey. the ball against because the Because they didn't. They didn't run the ball. They ran it you're six right. times with their backs. Mahomes. I will say this. Mahomes. I, I will say this. This is really the second year in a row where the Chiefs beat the best team in the league. I, I mean, agree. The, the Eagles were the best well, team in the league yes. last year. And they couldn't get it done against the, the Chiefs. The, the Hurts fumble was big, but whatever. And then this year, I thought the Ravens were clearly the best team. And what happens is you play against the Chiefs in these big games, and they don't make the critical error that the other team does. And because they have Mahomes, and I experienced this a little bit when I played New England with Brady, their guys just expect to win. They know they're going to win the game because they have the guy. And they don't In make errors spots. either. And the yeah. coach. Yeah. The guy hey, the Ross. Coach. Ross, wonderful stuff, pal. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. Yeah, sounds great. See you guys. All right, Thanks, there Ross. he is, Ross Tucker. All right, 215-592-9494. What Jaws said yesterday about Vic Fangio, fascinating. We'll get to that and more right here on 94 WIP. Hey, the Super Bowl, which we were, of course, just talking about, a great day up ahead in whatever it is, eight, nine, ten days, something like that. Uh, you can celebrate and get in on the action from a betting standpoint with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. America's number one sports book. Obviously, it's a day we all love, and it's a day you can win and win big with FanDuel Sportsbook, where upon sign-up, obviously, all sorts of great opportunities, whether it's player po- uh, player props, point spread, overrunners, or more. And remember this, new customers, if you join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Think about that. A $5 bet, you win the bet, you win $200 in bonus bets. It's a spectacular opportunity when you sign up with FanDuel.com slash Hammer. The website, FanDuel.com slash T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Brought to you by Window Nation, awaiting to hear further word on the extent of the left knee injury suffered by Joel Embiid in the Sixers' fourth consecutive loss, which they dropped last night at Golden State. He left in the fourth with that knee injury, though his knee did buckle earlier in the game, his first game back after missing the last two with knee soreness. Much speculation about Nick Sirianni's future here after the Eagles flame out down the stretch. Boston Sports Journal's Greg Bedard believes Eagles had their eye on Bill Belichick. Remember I told you guys that before the end of the season that that teams had already reached out to Bill, back channel on Bill. I thought the Falcons were definitely one of them. I'm now pretty convinced that the Eagles were the other one. When things were going south, they thought this might end poorly with Sirianni, and I wouldn't be surprised, given the relationship that Howie and Bill have, that the Eagles were one of those teams to back channel through Bill. Winners here with Window Nation. Replacing those old windows is easier and more affordable than you think. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. Cloudy today, a high of 43. It's currently 38. To listen to 94 WIP, just download the free Odyssey app or tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Uh, Jenna Cameron, Jen Ritchie. Time's yours up ahead in about 10 minutes. James is on his game, bro. Yes, he is. He's on his game. Yes, he is. I mean, the ele- eclectic program he's got working. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> this segment right now brought to us by Mount Holly Nissan. New 2024 Nissans. They're arriving daily at Mount Holly Nissan. Minutes from everywhere. Just over the bridge online with MountHollyNissan.com. All right, so we spoke to Jaws yesterday and asked him about Vic Fangio, and he said something very interesting. And we're going to get to the Drew Rosenhaus audio in a moment of what he said last week. But let's start with Jaws' initial answer on Fangio, what he brings to the Eagles, what he knows about Vic Fangio. Here's what Jaws said. I've known Vic Fangio back uh, since the mid-'80s when he was with the USFL Philadelphia Stars as a volunteer, unpaid assistant, cutting his teeth wow. in professional football. Wild. I've kept in touch with Vic all through the years. You won't find a better man, a, a football lifer, uh, a guy dedicated to his profession, uh, a great designer, not a, not a, not an ego that uh, impacts anyone else. And I, I, it, when what I knew was going to be Vic, that was going to be hired. I started doing doing my research again. I, I I know his football style and what he wants to do, but you know, back in 2019, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Matt Lafleur, who are pretty damn good NFL coaches, all said. The toughest coach to prepare for defensively is Vic Fangio. Now, that's saying a lot right there. When those three guys at the height of the game, you know, rec- you know recognize Vic Fangio as a great designer. Yeah. So, it's a great and, endorsement. And, and, you know, I, I kind of felt was, as things were falling apart after the season, you know, there needed to be an adult in the room, uh, a guy that really understood the ups and downs of the NFL. And I thought that that's why Vic Fangio really fit that mold perfectly. Just he's head coach. So, he's been sorry. fired. He's been on different teams. He's been through it all. So you're going to get a guy that has great experience. That's Jaws yesterday. It's a big-time endorsement right there from Jaws on Fangio. He knows what works, and, uh, you know, he'll have solutions. Yeah. Uh, so, where this this season, we didn't have solutions, no. so much so that they had to go outside the organization to find them. Yeah. Experience matters, man. Experience matters, and I think that was the biggest mistake, uh, having hired two guys that didn't have a whole lot of experience. And, and you're not talking about, like, pitching coach and hitting coach. These guys are running schemes. And they're basically the most important coaches 
in sort of all of sports because they're basing basically the head coach of each one of those departments. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big deal. There's a lot going on there. Now, with all of that said, it was notable last week when the Fangio news to the Eagles started, you know, coming out that there were various Dolphins players that took to social media not praiseworthy of Fangio, but critical in various ways, some of which was cryptic, but we knew what they were getting to. Um, Drew Rosenhaus even went on the record on the matter. Now, we're going to get back to Jaws and his reaction to all that and what he knows about it, but let's remind you what Drew Rosenhaus said last week about Vic Fangio. There were quite a few players on the team that didn't necessarily get along with Fangio. And so it wasn't a great relationship with many of the players. There were some guys that loved them, but there was quite a few that didn't. It definitely wasn't a unanimous positive relationship. So that was one of those ones last week. It was like, huh, all right, well, that's interesting. Hopefully it's not a sign that he's out of touch with younger players and modern athletes. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We asked Jaws about that yesterday, and, and Jaws came in with some, some very interesting intel. It, it impacts me 0%. Um, you know, coaches coach. And, uh, you know, I, I have connections as well around this league, and, you know, I, I hear another side of that story, that uh, there were some players on that defense that didn't want to work, you know, didn't want to put the time in, didn't want to put the effort in, didn't want to make the commitment to be successful. Guys like mm-hmm. to party at night, and, you know, South Beach is a really great place to party. And Vic tried to get those guys to push those guys to become harder workers and better athletes and more committed to their team. And he couldn't get through to those guys. So those are the guys that Vic was pushing, and they're the guys that are whining right now. Great to hear. I mean, that was a that was really yeah. good stuff to hear from Jaws. Love that. I and did. I love Jaws just being like, hey, I know some people too. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly right. Let's go to Mark in Lansdale. Hi, Mark. Yo, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing well, Mark. Hey, I want your thoughts on this. I'm going to set the scene for you. So over the last, like, four or five years with Embiid, it's always the second round. The wear and tear on his body starts to show up. He gets hurt. We lose in the second round. That's been the past four, what, maybe five years? Now, you know, it's fortunate. It's been five, five, out, of, five out of six because there yep. was the one year they so, lost in the first round. He is yeah, hurt earlier year, this he year. Probably looked, yeah. yeah, he probably looked his best last year in the second round and then when it came up game seven he played like the worst performance of his life pretty much in that big of a game but so now you know i always thought like why and this injury can be an excuse why don't we just sit him get him healthy have him heal for the playoffs so he's 100 percent ready to go i think the team without him can get to the four to five seed either way you're playing the bucks or the celtics in the second round and we're going to need him 100 percent look there's a lot in your, your, your thought there. I mean, first off, I think they'd probably sink further without him than you're assessing. I'd have to look exactly where the standings are. But even if they got to, like, a 60, it's like either way, pretty much it's Bucks or the Celtics. And I know it makes the first round a little tougher, but I think we can beat any of those other teams. It's really just – maybe the Knicks, if we played them, that would be a tough I first I mean, Mark, round. I, I get, okay, there's so much that goes through my mind, one of which is – and and it was brought up earlier, the term entertainment. And, Ruben, I saw you light up when a caller said, or someone said, you know, sports are entertainment. I mean, Mark, what do you say to the season ticket holders that bought tickets for the second half of the year if you tell them Joel's going to – like, forget the injury last night. Let's let's say he didn't get hurt. 
and you say, all right, he's going to sit out for the next 30 games so he's healthy for the playoffs. What do you, what do you say to those people? You know, you know what I would say? I would say, hey, you'll make your money back selling Eastern Conference final tickets, or that game will be more exciting than going to oh. see a regular season game. But I, I do see both sides. Yeah. But we need to get past the second round, man. It's it, You're wasting Embiid's career if if this is just going to be the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And it is every year. We get – we get false hope every single time. But, like, but a lot of this year. is also his fault, Mark. You started to call. No, I mean, I you're right. Yeah. You're right on a lot. But game seven, he was the worst. Yeah. No, that that was on him. And I mean, I don't know if you can blame coaching on that with Doc, but I I think you no, blame I blame I blamed I blamed Embiid and Harden far more for the Sixers losing last year in the second round than Doc Rivers. Far more. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, those guys are making 40-something million dollars. Doc Rivers wasn't annually. Now he's going to for his new contract. But, all right, Mark, give me a, give me an answer here. What didn't fit? You can win four uh, Flyers tickets. What about – I think this is a valid answer. What about Ben Simmons' delusional confidence in his game and just his all-around self? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say last night? They, they know – it's on, or yeah. they know something what it's like all that. about, or something like that. God, he's like when I bit. step on the court. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, you made a great comment about, um, you know, oh. to, to me, when, when you start thinking about load management and the fans, that's the thing that kills me about load management. Like, the fans pay big money to watch these players play. Yeah. Let them play. And I, I, I thought I thought Torch came out with something just recently about guys not playing and how many times should a goalie mm-hmm. you know, stand in the nets and stuff like that. I just feel like these guys are paid to play. Play the game. And you're supposed to, like, build your body to play the game. And it's for the entertainment, for the fan. That's why they play. They yeah. play to entertain. And I like to see players on, on the field. Now, if they're hurt and they need some time, I get that. But as far as load management and all that stuff is concerned, yeah. man, let the people play. Let me ask let you a question. Let them see play. Ruben, I, I agree with you. Let me ask you this question because I thought of this earlier and meant to ask you earlier and forgot when we're talking about, like, who controls, who plays, and did Ryan – this is a big historical question. This is a big one. Did Ryan Howard come back too early from his Achilles injury? I don't know that he came back too early, but if you remember, his Achilles injury, he ended up getting a an infection, and they had to cut out, like, half of his calf. He got like a See, I staff don't, infection. I don't I remember. Did, this. I don't either. Oh, I, I don't okay. remember this remember at all. That. He was yeah. supposed to be back. See, yeah. we secretly were like holding him, and he was doing great. I mean, he was going to come back early. He was going to be ready like April fifteenth, and then he he uh, got a an, an infection, and they had to basically take out half of his calf, and that's what really got him. I mean, long term, that's what really got. And him. no doubt in your mind, it completely changed his career, right? Totally changed his career, and I and I felt so badly for him, personally, because I know the guy wanted to, he wanted to play to the contract, he wanted yeah. to be the guy, he wanted to play, and um, and I think it really affected his ability to to drive the ball and to, and to stay on his legs, and it's the most important part of being a hitter. Wow! All right, let's do. That's amazing. Let's do what we do every single day at this time. All right, time's yours. Brought to us by Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. Discover the nation's best-kept secret and switch to Xfinity Mobile. Now at the best price for two lines of unlimited. Let's hit it with time's yours. Joel Embiid has become the Dallas Cowboys. Every year, this year's going to be different. He looks different. He's playing great. MVP-type season. 
this year's going to be different, and it always collapses. It's the same thing every stinking year. Well, look, this year is not over. No, that's right. That's what I was going to say. That's that's right, John. Yeah, I'm supposed to be excited about Kellen Moore and the defensive coordinator. It's just recycled coordinators with the same head coach, same game plan, same old crap. I'd rather have a head coach that picks his own coordinators rather than following what management tells him to do. That's exactly why Sirianni's still here, because he doesn't make waves. I think you're right. Yep. Yep. Seriously, Ruben? John looks delicious. You look delicious. <laughs> I mean, I mean I oh my that. goodness. What the hell's going on in there? What the hell's going on out here? He does look delicious. Yeah, look does. at him. <laughs> Devin, am I not am I, oh. yeah, you, You're right. It was a, a choice of a word, but I like it. <laughs> this calls about who the Eagles should trade. Is there any way we can trade the whole team? Well, that happened wow. one time in sports. There's one time that happened. The, the generals. No, there was two <laughs> football owners. Well, actually, they traded themselves. It was the old Baltimore Colts owner and someone on the West Coast. I forget the team, the other team, but the two owners swapped franchises. So all the players didn't get traded, but the two owners like, I'm going to take your team and you're going to take Holy my team. Ball. Is that really how they did it? I think it was wasn't it Georgia Fontieri's husband? The, I think it was the Seltzer. See if you can look this up quickly. It, was it the Colts and the Rams owners that that changed ownership? Like you take my team, I'll take your team, and with that, yeah, time's yours. We shut it down. The time's yours line. Leave Joe and John a message of your 70s. thoughts, yes. compliments, so, and Thursday assumed ownership Call of the Baltimore Colts on July 1, after acquiring the Los Angeles Rams from the estate of Dan Reeves and swapping the franchises with Carol Rosenblum. Right, and Rosen- all made official on the same day. So that's how the Ursays got the Colts. That's pretty wild. Right, and Rosenblum, I think, was Georgia Fontieri's. And Carol is a, a guy's name, like the Carol O'Connor sense. So I think this Carol Rosenblum, I believe, was the husband of Georgia Fontieri, really? who then hired Vermeil, and they won in St. Louis with the Rams. Incredible. Yeah. Isn't that wow. unbelievable? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. All right, let's get to uh, to Mike and Broomall. By the way, that, Mike, let me just say, is what makes – hold on. That's what makes – The hammer! The hammer. That's why on Friday I am going to be 200 above 500. Not useless knowledge like that. Hello, Michael. Hi, guys. How you guys doing this morning? <laughs> doing well, Mike. Even a moment like that, i got to pat myself. I'm sorry. I should have done that. Hello. Joe, you're nuts, dude. You're absolutely 100% insane. Damn her! Go ahead. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so the, the coordinators, I like the coordinator hires. I like the fact that they're going to, um, you know, they ha- uh, Sirianni's got a lot of experience with them. And it'll be interesting to see how well he, he does as a quote-unquote CEO head coach. But I thought that that reporter from Boston had the – you know, I thought that was pretty interesting that he thought that the Eagles were interested very, in Belichick. Very interesting. So, but, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, and the whole Embiid thing, you know, it stinks, man. It, it's just like it's on repeat again, you know, Embiid gets hurt. Well, now Maxie's hurt too, so, you know, I don't know what's going to show. He's probably not going to play Thursday. You know, who knows, maybe he, hopefully he won't play in the All-Star game. He'll take that time to rest, and, you know, hopefully they come back in the second half, and, you know, hopefully they do make some type of a trade. I heard they, uh, the Bognanovich from uh, Atlanta was on the table. I'd like him another sharpshooter, you know, whether he starts or comes off the bench. You know, it'll be interesting what they want to, you know, what they want to, uh, or what yeah. they have to give up for him. That so, guy can stretch the floor. Yeah, that, that'll be big, you know, especially, 
you know, they double and beat inside, you know, they kick it around, you know, wide open shot, you know, because has there been a you know, drop got- off? I mean, does he just keep playing the same year after year? Well, there's two of them. There's Bogdanovich uh. and there's and there's the other guy. What's the other is it the same name? Uh Bogdanovich yeah. Yeah. and I think it might the be one the same. It's the, the same. One, I think it's the same name, right? Name? The one guy was on Utah for a long time. The other <laughs> the guy, one was, guy was on the Hawks. When and the guy on Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, two different. Well, the, two yeah. different uh, guys. Same two exact name. Two different guys. Both anyway. sharpshooters. Yeah, they were. Well, somebody. I think it was Fr- Fritz or Ike was saying the one dude from Detroit has a bald spot. So he. That's how they realized that he was playing longer because the dude on Detroit has a bald spot. All as right, well. I don't know. Mike, uh, we are going to start turning to right now. Give me a great yeah. answer. Who or what did not fit four Flyers tickets to the outdoor game on the line? So I'll stick with a the hockey theme. Wayne Gretzky's jersey did not fit when he was a little kid because he played up. He played ah. with very older kids, and that's why he had to tuck his jersey in because it would get stuck with his shot. So he had to tuck his jersey. And so Wayne Gretzky's huh. jersey when he was a little kid did not fit him because okay. he was too little. All right. All Just right. To, to close the bow on this, it is the same name, and it is Bogdan Bogdanovich yeah. and Bojan Bogdanovich. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Those are these two guys. Wow. <laughs> all right, we're turning to, we're moving fast here. Denise in Gloucester. Denise, give me an answer. Who or what didn't fit? Bojay's gloves. Has so already been said. Oh, okay, thanks. You got you to gotta pivot? I love Rhea. There you go. That's the pivot. And my, and my favorite drop is who cares? There you because go. Because the hammer's full of himself. Who cares? The hammer what? what's himself? Full of himself. Oh, well, that's a lovely phone call. All right, Jason in <laughs> Delaware. Jason, who or what doesn't fit? Andre the Giant on toilets. He had to use bathtubs. You know, oh. that oh, could win. That's, that's actually inaccurate. So <laughs> it's horrible. To some degree, though. Yeah, no, no. John knows didn't, the real yeah, stuff. We, we, yeah, the open showers. Oh. And then have someone else run the water to oh. get rid of the excess. Please stop. All right. Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, we cannot have it. I think no. it's OJ's glove. I, I think, think it's OJ's glove. I think it's the answer. answer. Nah. It's a winning answer. We had like three people say yep. it. It's a winning answer. Patrick, good what job, a, buddy. Early what, in the show. OJ's what about glove. Lance Parrish and the Phillies? Oh, that's a good one, too. That's a damn <laughs> that's, good one, yeah. And Lance Parrish was a great dude, by the way. I got a chance to know him really well at the Angels organization. Well, you know what that it you know what that just... and this 180 batting average got us here in Philly. <laughs> Not a thing. A 180 batting average. Great dude, <laughs> and he was terrible here. I did. You know what, Ruben? Let me just say this: I missed his grand slam. I was at the game, and my brother said he wanted to leave early, and we left, and we're going home. And Lance Parrish hits a grand slam, and I missed it. Chris, that's the only hit he had that whole season. That might be the only one. Right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. 30 $5 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.